0: To the Super Dad Show. I'm your host, Jared LeStrange. Being a Super Dad is not about being perfect. It's about having a growth mindset and striving to become the very best version of ourselves. Each week, we interview our superhero guests about how they deal with the everyday pressures of being a parent, partner, and provider. We discover new ways to develop our real life skills. We learn new strategies to help us to make massive growth. Subscribe now, listen in, and become an active part of our worldwide community of super dads. Now, without further ado, let's get on with the show. Today we are joined by our first female guest, Lisa Ragoni. Why? Because being a superdad is about having a growth mindset. And this is something that Lisa has in spades and has a passion for helping parents and teachers within our school system to develop in children. Lisa has a master's in education and taught for many years in schools that were low socioeconomic, which allowed her to see that a child's mindset and behavior needed to be sorted out before any real education could occur. What particularly interested me in getting Lisa on the Superdad Show today, though, was that Lisa is on a mission to help parents to connect deeper with their kids and curb the rise in families addicted to their phones, iPads or TV to the detriment of strong family relationships. Lisa, welcome to the Superdad Show.
1: Oh, thank you. It's an exciting intro to hear about myself.
0: <laughs> As you said, you don't like to talk about yourself too much, but I really wanted to know and break down why our listeners should be um, so enthralled with what you have to say today, because I am very excited uh, to unpack exactly what you've got to give to this world and, and your passion for it. So look, let's just get into uh, a little bit more of an intro to you for starters. Can you tell us a bit more about yourself?
1: Oh, goodness. The one thing I don't like talking about. <laughs> yeah,
0: let's, let's, let's get a little bit more into it. Yeah, come
1: on. Um, okay, so originally I uh, went to uni for, on a scholarship for sports psychology. So I've always kind of had an interest, I guess, in the psychological side of things. Um, hmm. And then at the start of the degree, they make you do exercise science, and I wasn't so into that side of things. So I thought, well, maybe this isn't for me. Left and went back and did teaching a year later. Love the kids, loved everything about teaching, Love making that huge difference in the children, did not particularly like the school system, which I kind of knew, but I still did, you know, eight, ten years or whatever it was in schools before I decided, okay, enough's enough. Um, so in the schools I was teaching, I wanted to help the kids that need the help. So I went to really yes. low socioeconomic areas in Sydney and um, with that comes a lot of... Um, you know, single parent homes and split families and, um, you know, sometimes parents aren't even at home when the kids are at home Mm -hmm. or the children are expected to do everything themselves, you know, no lunches, behavioral issues, um, social disconnection, you know, no ability to actually socialize with each other, things like that. So, you know, part of, part of teaching became teaching the kids, how to respect each other and how mm. to get along and using better wording when they're talking. And in turn that created better actions and things like that. And then once you've got all that down, then you can actually teach. <laughs> so, um, kind of went that way. And then after leaving teaching, I, um, started helped start and run a business. It got quite successful. Um, you know, working with a lot of men on, Uh, of the floor, again, not as much education with them. So Mm. a lot of the mindset side of things had to come in, the psychology had to come in with uh, working with them and um, getting the most out of them. And then when I left that um, and it went online, but anyway, once I left and sold all of that side of things, um, I was in the online space by then. And so I started doing mindset and accountability coaching for business owners and startup businesses Um, mostly through business programs in the U.S. i S I'm still doing that now and I love it. But now as the kids are getting older and I'm doing a lot more of the mindset stuff with them, I get asked a lot of questions with parents about, you know, what can we do or how do we implement this without it becoming more homework or more of a chore that we have to add to our, you know, I don't want to sit there and, and spend half an hour on this. How can I implement this just on a day to day basis? So I'm on a mission.
0: (laughs) i love it i love it it fits with mine now what i really want to go into is exactly what you mean by a growth mindset in your own words please
1: okay so um there's a a lady carol dweck Mm -hmm. and she's um written a book on growth mindset and um this you know psychology of success or something i think it's called but basically, my words are you've got two options. You've got the fixed mindset, which, you know, honestly, a lot of us probably grew up with with our parents. <laughs> and then we've got a growth mindset and a fixed mindset's like it, it's locked. You can't change it. It is what it is. That's the end. And then the growth mindset is and, and for children and, mm. and even adults, it's a lot of it. Um, you know, like I can't do this. That's it. I just can't do it. I'm no good at X, Y, Z. Um, and the children, it's the same sort of thing. But the growth mindset side is, um, is learning to accept that, that anything can be learnt. There's actually no educational studies or basis to say that children who put the effort in and persevere can't achieve something. You know, I mean, some people have more natural ability and they might be better at something faster, but there's no reason that a child can't actually grow and develop those skills as well. So growth mindset's all about learning and persevering.
0: Perfect. So I very recently went along to a dad conference and I have a, oh, a lot of pages of notes, but what I feel like I really want to help the dads with is actionable steps, like legitimate things that from this conversation today and listening to us have this uh, have this interview today, they can go away and start doing with their kids. So, when it comes to encouraging a growth mindset in our kids, what are some things we can do as parents to really help with that?
1: Well, uh, one of the big things, one of the big things that's really quick to make a change is is your language. So, mm-hmm. if you're talking about if you're using the words can't shouldn't don't you can change those they're very fixed mindset so when you're you know when the kids are talking now if i hear the word can't i'll ask them they know now i'll ask them pardon can you repeat that and they know mm-hmm. to say i can't do whatever it is yet 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 changes everything because sure. that makes them go okay hold Absolutely. on I Absolutely. Ha- i can't do it yet but i can still improve change learn grow work on it And develop Mm. the skill Mm. so Mm. but when they say they can't i can't ride my bike they think that's the end so just adding one word to the end of a sentence makes a huge difference um the other one that we that i do and and my sister was talking about the other day with a friend strangely enough Mm. um and not apparently i know that i used to do it but she said that the can't has never been part of my vocabulary and I remember my mother saying, there's no such word as can't. And at the time I couldn't understand. I'm thinking, is it cannot? Is that what she means? Is
0: that-?
1: <laughs> and then Somehow along the way it got instilled in me anyway. So in everything I've ever done, it's not, I can't do this. It's how can I, you know I mean? The, when I went back to that education degree, it was a four year degree and I felt I'd lost a year because mm-hmm. I started later. So, I went to the head of the education faculty and said, I want to do this in three years. How do I do it in three? Four-year degree can't be done in three. Four-year degree can't be done in three years. I said, no, no, but I want to do it. How How can I do it? Help me work it out. No, nope, it just can't be done. It's Impossible. <laughs> impossible.
0: <laughs> all right, so I went away
1: and I wrote it all up on my calendar. And I
0: fighting words. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and it was on my wall. So it was on my wall for the whole time. I finished it in three years. I Brilliant. had to, you know, work. And I did some classes outside of the uni and I did um, some semesters. I had six subjects mm. instead of four a mm. semester, but it got done. Mm. So um, there's no such word as can.
0: So let me just uh let me just bring your attention to the fact that you have through your actions there taught your kids to have a can-do attitude and not let other people talk you out of something that you really want to do so I guess the first step um, you spoke about the kids and changing their vocabulary to have I can't no longer be part of it and uh, and have that self belief in what they can do but as parents who as you said, you've, you've had that experience of being in that lower, lower socioeconomic and a lot of these dads have been through some very terrible family situations, the breakup of the marriage and not being able to see their kids and everything like that. So for them, they have had their self-confidence and self-esteem knocked about so greatly that they probably don't believe that they can do a lot of things and uh, and so their self-talk would have been affected by that situation as well. What are some things that the dads can do to get them back on track with uh, with, yeah. their with their own words? Mind. Yeah, mindset. Absolutely.
1: Um, okay. So some things that I do with adults, and my husband mm-hmm. is in an exact situation. You know, he's sure. he was separated from his partner and the kids and all the rest, and it was devastating for him. So I can understand mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so little things I mean you, you already cover a lot of the stuff little things like walking just walking actually helps with that sort of thing mm-hmm. um, but my why? Why is why? that I think it's just the endorphins coming in and the fresh air Absolutely. and all those sorts of things and then it and I use it as a state change so if my mm-hmm. if I see my husband going down that hole I'm like let's go we're going for a walk and it gets you out of that situation that you're in right now. And when you're thinking like that, you start spiralling. It goes down and down and down. So changing your environment and your state, whether that's by a walk or going to the shops or something like that, whatever it might be, if you have a bath, I don't know. But usually getting out of the house, it just, it changes the state. Yes. Um, another thing I would normally say is to create um, a slideshow or some even just on an A4 piece of paper, just write some positive words. So um, I don't know what it might be for the, the parents particularly, but maybe um, I am able to see my children. I am a great dad. Uh, I am, But I am statements are huge and I choose. I choose to be a great dad. So even if you're not seeing your children as often as you like during the time that you do see your, t- your children, then you I choose to be a great dad. Um, I I call my children daily, whatever it might be. So those mm-hmm. positive things, and if you have them up and around the house, they lift your spirit too, and it helps you to take that action. If it's I call my children daily, and you're walking past it, oh, haven't called them today. Better call them.
0: Yes. So um, absolutely, just,
1: just little things can yeah. help.
0: Yeah, and look, I'll share with you. We both, um, before we got on this phone call, were sharing that we had a brand new journal that we were writing in. And one of the things I've done is I've written down, I'm grateful for my wife, who is is an amazing friend, wife, and mother. I'm grateful for my kids, who have an amazing personalities and challenge me to grow. I'm grateful for my mums and dads, who are so generous, loving, and caring to me and my family. I'm grateful for my brothers and sisters and extended family for being so close and great people. And I you know, I chose to write down all those things that I was grateful for and come from that attitude of gratitude. And you're absolutely right. I mean mindset as parents is the first thing we need to adopt. And let me just sort of uh, you know, interject and, and sort of, you know, talk about for me the growth mindset is very much putting ourselves first because we can't show up. As the best version of ourselves to our family, we are neglecting our health, our fitness, our mindset. We're not meditating to calm all of all of that rush of thoughts in our head, and and uh, you know, looking after um, our you know physical, emotional, mental, spiritual you know self. And uh, and so, yeah, I really resonate with uh, with a growth mindset and that's why it has become such a massive philosophy for me and what I uh, I put out there to the world about what a super dad is. So let's keep working on, you know, what are some of the beliefs and things that should be mindful of saying or doing in front of their kids? Let's unpack that a little bit more.
1: I, I can. I need to comment on the grateful thing because that's massive and that's also hmm. a little thing that you can do. It takes two minutes a day just to write down. Even two minutes in the morning, two minutes in the evening to start mm. your day right and end your day right with Absolutely. things that you are grateful for because there's still amazing things in your life. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and role modelling, like that, what you were saying, like getting, getting yourself right first, that's huge because role modelling, which is what we'll come into in a second, um, role modelling is a massive, massive yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, now, I've forgotten the question, so you'll have to ask me again. <laughs> so the question is, what
0: are some beliefs and things dads should be mindful of saying or doing in front of their kids?
1: Yeah, so um, understanding the audience a little bit more now, I think that the, the one thing I normally comment with adults is, is a, a money mindset's a good example because when you're talking to children, our beliefs are set from when we're kids. Mm. But when you're talking to or in front of children, what they're understanding and what you're saying can be two completely separate things. And I picked myself up on it just the other Mm. day. So Mm. um, I use money as the perfect example because a lot of the times you might say, we don't have enough for that. Or um, we've got no money or whatever Mm. the case may be. And the kids start thinking you've got no money. But they're seeing mum and dad both go out. They're working full-time jobs. Okay, so if I work... Full, even when I work full time, I still mm-hmm. won't have enough money becomes mm-hmm. their new mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or um you know, or I have to work even more than my mum and dad did to be able to mm. have more money. Those sorts of things. Um and the other day we've just bought a house, so um and it was unexpected. Congratulations.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Thank uh-huh. you. <laughs> it was an unexpected purchase. So it was a little bit of a movement of things to get it to happen. Yeah. And it just means the next couple of months are going to be a little bit tight, yeah. And And uh, and I think I said um, we can't afford it, and then uh, I saw my son and I just looked at him and I went, "Yet we can't afford it right now, but we will in a couple of months." <laughs> mm-hmm. So just even me adding that "yet" on the end, so like it's mm-hmm. not that it's not that when you buy a house, it means it's not broke all of a sudden. It yeah. just means that. So right
0: what now, about this? I'll, I'll share with you. The other day, I was at the store. I had massive trolley of groceries, prepare us for the week ahead, school lunches. Three girls who eat like horses, and uh, I was going over. Oh my gosh, I've spent a lot of money right here. And then my daughters both come up. Uh, I had two of them with me at the time, and they wanted these little LOLs. And I said, No, you can't have that. We're spending enough time, uh, spending enough money on groceries already that's not a priority for me to buy that for you so for you it was a priority to buy a new house you know for um for you it's a priority to spend money on what you do we all have those priorities that uh that we choose to put our hard-earned money towards so maybe that's the thing as well you know is it a priority for our kids to uh to use their pocket money to Uh, to buy some cheap little LOL toy that's going to get eaten by the dog or discarded after a week anyway, or is it important to say, you know, what's a long-term priority that you have that you could save up for, you know, that's going to cost a little bit more and it's going to take you three months to, uh, to, you know, to save up for. So yeah. Is that a, is that an example of,
1: that is a good example, and and I talk to my son all of the time about prioritizing. What's most important right now? We need mm. to do what's most important at the moment, and then mm. we work towards everything else. Yeah, so cool. If that then becomes a priority, good. We'll work to you know we'll make that happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And with him, I mean, yesterday Beyblades, they're back. Oh my goodness. Mm.
0: <laughs>
1: and so we got one for his friend for his birthday and he said to yep. me I'm not going to ask cuz I know it's not our priority right now. <laughs>
0: no,
1: that's great. But he said and um but he said I really like the Beyblades and I said I understand so you need to work out what you can do to work towards earning that.
0: Great. Yeah. So
1: he's now on a mission to do extra jobs to earn some money <laughs> to go and buy himself a Beyblade. Um yes that that's that's the whole point of growth mindset, especially in education, was that a lot of children went through a system yeah. a little bit younger than us, mm. um, they went through a system and they're coming out the other end now, and they've mm. been taught that everyone gets a prize, um everyone's perfect and amazing,
0: yeah. and then
1: they get to the workforce and suddenly, oh my goodness, like not everyone can have that job or. Yeah. Have to actually work up the ladder to get somewhere mm-hmm. so creating a lot of um you know discontent i guess in that age group a lot of depression yeah. a lot of those yeah. sorts of things. so um the whole point of growth mindset concept is really to teach mm-hmm. the kids that they actually do have to work towards something and yeah, they absolutely. may not get it the first time and the yep. most important thing is to improve
0: yeah rather yeah.
1: than win everything
0: definitely Now, it's rather interesting that I find myself on a podcast with you, Lisa, because we actually met going through a $4,000 business personal development growth mindset program back in 2016 um, or December, November. And what actually came of that was me coming up with the idea for Superdads in the first place. So that was $4,000 that I didn't have to invest in myself at the time. Rather than me just write it off and say, I can't afford that, I said, how can I afford it? And I actually went to my wife, I spoke to her, I said, look, honey, this is something I really need to do. I feel like it's going to help me to uh, find some clarity with my direction in life. I was really feeling really lost as to what was next in my business in life. And so, we ended up deciding that we had the money there because we had been going so well at paying off our home loan and I redrew on the home loan in order to do that program. And that's why this whole podcast has come about and us being on this uh, call today, you know, that's how it actually happened. So, guys, when it comes to investing in your personal and professional growth, I really encourage you to do that because the amount of people that... I have seen who have been through some major life upheaval and they really need some help and support, but they are not willing to invest in themselves the time, the money to move forward. They are in a fixed mindset. So really, I want you to get onto what we're talking about today about a growth mindset and really step up as a super dad and encourage your kids by living it, having that growth mindset. Now, um, let's move on to the next topic, hey?
1: Yeah, I'm just nodding uh, here. No one can see me, but I'm having a like crazy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, as I said, we're on the same mission here. Um, Let's talk technology in the home. Now, let me share a story. My daughters are uh, slightly addicted to their iPads when they first get home from school. Now, we had the opportunity to buy them back from the school after they'd used them last year cheap. And so what they love to do is after a big day of learning and playing is they get home, they have something to eat, and then they want to relax on the couch and watch something on YouTube. And I'll have the two little ones that will watch LRLs being unwrapped and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, my God, this is, <laughs> this is breaking their brain here. This is so great watching um and then my daughter will be watching music clips and and um you know they they love their the kids youtube we make sure it's the kids youtube so they can't gain access to all the other crap out there in uh in the world wide web but really what i find is then they can get quite angry when i say it's time to put it down it's time for dinner or it's time to go off to gymnastics we have very busy afternoons and uh you know we'll get out and we still go and play at the park and things like that but uh but they've got their after school sports and everything. So we live a very active, very busy life. And that time on their iPads is their time. And I know myself, you know, I run a social media business, you know, the way I promote myself is on Facebook. So they see it as playtime. They don't see it as business time. I almost feel like for myself, sometimes I need to remove myself from the family and go and do that business stuff, on Facebook in my office so that it removes me from them thinking this is just dad mucking about and, and uh, you know, so look, I've just gone on a bit of a ramble about my own experience and habits with technology. What I really want you to help us as dads with is how much is too much when it comes to technology in our homes. And if we feel that, our kids have a problem with it and even ourselves how can we curb that usage yes
1: yeah, so um it's it's so common it's crazy mm. how common it is and and then you get to things like school holidays and it gets easier it's easier for you to get your work done if you have them on that or whatever the case may be so it's definitely becoming a problem the things that um that i would say is that if your child is getting angry when they're coming off of the device, they've mm-hmm. either been on it too long or it's not the right time of day for them. So in our house, uh, the rule is no screens during the week because in the afternoon, my son is destroyed. He's been through seven hours of school. He's probably yep. had after school sports uh, and he's just exhausted. So if you give mm. that that to them, the screens to them when they're tired, then it, they become angrier faster. So uh, our rule is no screens during the week, and he gets one hour a day on a Saturday and Sunday because, again, if he goes over that hour, he starts mm-hmm. getting really agitated and angry. Yeah. Um, if you are finding that kids just sometimes, they, as they get older, they, they cope with it better. So mm-hmm. my stepchildren, the 12-year-old, is constantly on his phone. He's been given a mm-hmm. phone, and now it's okay for him to use it, apparently, whenever he wants to. And then we have the problem when he comes here and I'm like, no, you can't. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I mean, there's, there's more time for him. He's allowed more time. However, um, he, he's not allowed it in the mornings. We have to go and do outside activities as a family in the mornings. And um, if I feel he's been on it too long, I just take it away. And I'm going to tell you now, it's not fun. <laughs> it is yeah. not fun mm-hmm. taking devices of children that are used to having them a lot. But yeah. the good news is, if you can stick it out, within one to two days, they'll be a different kid.
0: Yeah.
1: It, it really doesn't take them long. It's just a day or two. And mm-hmm. I mean, we did it just this last weekend, and suddenly they're playing and they've built robots and there's armor and who knows. But I mean, the house is a mess, but they did something, it was creative, they worked on it together, you know, it took most of the day and it was a great thing for them to then connect together as a family and as as children in the family rather than sitting like this on their screens all day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And look, just this morning, I was on my way to school with the kids and I actually uh, said to them, I'm interviewing a woman today who's going to talk about technology use and I said do you think that we're a little bit more disconnected as a family when we're all on our phones and iPads? And I asked that question. And my seven-year-old said to the nine-year-old, yeah, sometimes I want to play with you, Hannah, and you don't want to get off your iPad. And that's not fair because I like being out on the trampoline with you. And, uh, you know, that was lovely, absolutely lovely. And, you know, when it all comes down to it, I know myself, I can be truly addicted to life outside of my family, sometimes scrolling that Facebook feed. Mm -hmm. And I may feel like, you know, I'm on the couch, kids are watching a family movie. It's not particularly interesting for me, but I still want to be there with them. And so I'm sitting on the couch next to them. You know, my little one is cuddled up with me, but I'm scrolling Facebook and half listening to the movie and I'm half there with them, you know, and Mm. I think, to that experience now. And I think, look, as a dad, um, I want to be 100% present with them. I know that myself, I need to work on my own technology addiction and almost put it in my diary, you know, from three o'clock when I pick up the kids until 8.30, nine o'clock when they are in bed, I don't pick up my phone to check social media. You know, and it's no big deal if I've put something out there and people are commenting underneath it. You know, I think as super dad,
1: super mum,
0: that's <laughs> right, that's right. Yeah,
1: uh, I mean, and that's part of role modelling too. Like, if you want your children to be on the screen less, then you need yeah. to be on the screen less. If they see Absolutely. you scrolling and Facebook, let's face it, Facebook mm. is made to make you scroll. So that's the whole purpose. I actually yeah. thought I'm too addicted. I took Facebook app off my phone. Yep. So that I couldn't access it. I had to go in and log in on the computer. To yeah. Yeah. And oh my goodness, I had so much more time in my day. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a crazy thing. And yeah, I mean, you've got to run your business through it to a point, but you can check it in the morning and then check yeah. it in the evening and, and that's still enough time.
0: But, you know, I I know that you're on my Facebook. Maybe you've seen, I actually developed and launched my own app called the Superdad app, of course. And the, the reason I spent so much time doing that is because I wanted to be able to go onto a Facebook-like feed, still give and get a lot of support from dads and have that interaction and have all the great stuff that we're doing in the world as a group in the one place, but without all the other distractions. distractions. So what I found, unfortunately, was that because I had a paid app, which was $3.99 US and, and everyone was part of a free Facebook group, They were used to this thing with great engagement for free and getting people over to this paid app just didn't work. I've now made the super dad app free because I realized it's for me as much as it is them, you know, I want to be able to get rid of Facebook off my phone and still have this fantastic interaction with all of these amazing dads from all over the world who have a growth mindset with me and want to learn and grow and become better. And more present with their families so you know i um i'm really pleased that we're having this conversation about technology today because it's made me realize just how important this mission is for me to actually close down a lot of that facebook stuff that i'm doing and get it over into the super dad app where we can keep improving and bettering ourselves as dads so yeah
1: um, and you like the from the role model side, like monitoring yourself. How many? Mm. How often am I on that phone
0: mm. when I'm
1: sitting with the kids? Yeah. Because my phone from three thirty in the afternoon when I do pick up until six thirty seven seven o'clock. Normally they go to bed. Yeah, it it sits on top of the on top of the counter here. I don't mm. I don't that's look br- at it. And my husband's always like, "Why didn't you answer your phone?" I said, "You know, <laughs> as as it, from school pick up to bedtime, I'm I'm disconnected as much." As yeah,
0: that's as brilliant. I turn my
1: phone on silent, everything. I turn it face down, all sorts of things. to stop myself. Mm. Mm. We are. Mm. We're all addicted to some degree. And children start to notice. I mean, my son, I brought him home from a party yesterday. He goes, I bet dad's playing some computer game.
0: Mm.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they know. They know what you do more than you do.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I think when our kids are picking us up on our habits, we know Mm. that it's not productive or being a great role model for them
1: yeah and if they're asking you i mean it's there's been times when i'm trying to get work done on the phone and if yeah. they're asking you you know you know why are you on your phone or you're on your phone too much i immediately put my phone down mm-hmm. nothing matters more to me than my children even my yeah, work it can all wait
0: yeah yeah it's yeah.
1: more important that they see that mum knows that when i ask for her attention she'll stop and give it
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to ask you a fairly personal question. How did you find stepping up as a super mum to your stepkids? What was that experience like?
1: Um, I, I don't know. I kind of just fell into it naturally, I think, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was before we had kids together, so it was just the two of them. And... And I already had a lot of experience with children that age. So yep. for me, it was kind of a, almost a fun novelty to be able to do all the fun stuff and, and help them grow their minds without having to have an entire education system to teach them at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yep. I think that was good. But as they've gotten older, I'm finding it a little harder. And yep. a lot of that has to do with the technology. I, I, it frustrates me. Mm. And, um you know, and knowing and seeing the younger kids now, their emotions around the older kids going backwards and forwards. It's hard for me to deal with.
0: And was there a period of time after your um, husband had got divorced where he had a less than amicable relationship um, with his Mm -hmm. ex and how did you manage that? Can you tell us a bit about that experience? Because we have... We, we covered it. There are a lot of dads in our group. Um, I would say almost a majority that um, are having real struggles in their relationships and um, and have been through divorce and separations and um, custody battles and, you know, are carrying a around a lot of that. So what's what was your experience with that with your husband and helping him through that?
1: I think that at the end of the day your best interests need to be whatever it is best for the kids so at some point at some point you loved Mm. that other person and you need to respect that you loved them enough to have children and you had that relationship and just accept that that's what it is and unfortunately while the situation's changed now you have these amazing children out of that yeah and while things may not go exactly how you want you still have these great children, and it's your job to make sure you're doing the right thing by them when you're mm. speaking to them, when you're spending time with them, when you're talking to their their mother, yeah. When you're even even when you're not with the partner, the way that you speak about your ex affects your children. So, Absolutely. Um, a huge I can remember going to the shops at one point, and I said to my well, it wasn't my husband at the time, but I would said mm-hmm. to him if if you have something that you need to say about her, that's not pleasant. I need you to say that to me outside of when the kids are here or once they've gone to bed. And he just looked at me and I said, it's not okay for them to hear you talk badly about their mother. And sometimes his excuse might be that she would do the same. And I have to then say, but you can't control her and what she's doing. You can only control what you're showing your children. So, And he, he and I remember the son at the time he was probably four, um,
0: Um, and
1: he said something, and it was the tiniest little comment about the mother, um, and he started crying. um, You know, don't please don't talk about mum. And it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily anything bad, but it was a huge wake up call for him. So if I could say anything to dad, it's just to respect that person, that woman that you loved before enough to have children. And even if you don't get along, and let's face it, most of the time you don't get along afterwards, you don't love each other anymore, and it's hard work. It's hard maintaining that. And if you've got another partner, I mean, we're like a tricycle because I have to work out what's going on with her and then what's going to go on with him before I can make decisions about me, and that's it's mm. a difficult situation. Yeah. But it's, it's really about what's best for the kids.
0: And what is, the, what is best for the kids? What What's is best, best for the kids?
1: Well, it depends on the situation. I think it's important for the children to see both family members. I think it's important for them to see that you can get along enough that you can speak nicely to each other and either nicely about each other or not at all. <laughs> um, and that they get to spend enough time with each party. And sometimes you don't get control over that. So when they are spending time with you, it needs to be the best time. And that doesn't mean spending lots of money. That just means connecting with them. So Mm -hmm. put your phones down, close your laptops, play games together, create things, go outside, all that sort of stuff. Kids care more about how much time you spend with them than how long they're with you for.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. The uh, (laughs) the mic was yours today and I think you've done an an amazing job of offering some incredible value to these dads. Um, One of the questions I want to start to ask on each of these podcasts is, what does it mean to you to be a super dad? So this is coming from a mum, but if you're looking at your husband, if you're looking at dads in general and this whole idea of dads with a growth mindset, you know what are what are some of the actions that make someone a super dad
1: i think super dads are present being present being attentive to your partner being attentive to your children so you know if they ask you to do something go and do it or give them a time that you can do it that's a huge thing Mm. um you know and always looking at rather than you know you can't do it like we're talking about rather than you can't do anything okay well how can we make that work what can we do you can't do that yet but we're working on it so developing in your children that they they can learn anything i'm not even joking if they put the effort in they can become the most brilliant mathematician ever but they need those they need good parents they need super dads behind them encouraging them not standing over them with the stick telling them to do better or that's not good enough or anything like that. But to actually encourage them, okay, how can we do that better? What else can we do? Um, yeah, I mean, geez, don't get me all emotional.
0: <laughs> oh, look, if only our <laughs> listeners could see the video right now, I think there's a lot of passion and... and um, yeah, yeah, coming through both of us right now as we talk about this topic. So I'm really glad we get to share this, uh, share this out to the world. And so, Lisa, our listeners, if they've got something great out of today and they would love to connect with you, what have you got going on in your business? How can they contact you? Let's give yes. You a plug.
1: So uh, give me a plug.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: at the moment, so I'm setting up a site. It's Grow Kids Minds, plural, plural. So growkidsminds.com and uh, you can sign up there. I'm going to be, it'll send you across to a Facebook group. And so I'm going to be, you know, adding videos and I have a whole list of growth mindset videos in there. Actionable things, little tiny things that you can do every day mm. um, to help with your children and their mindset and helping them to learn and grow and improve and all those sorts of things. So you can jump on there and, um, and there's going to be some programs and workshops and stuff coming out later on down the track this year
0: fantastic so growkidsminds.com let's make sure we get over to that super dads i know i will be thank you very much for joining us today on the super dad show lisa
1: no thank you for having me it's been a blast
0: (laughs) all right and let's keep being super amazing parents like lisa and um helping our uh, our partners to have a growth mindset our kids to have a growth mindset and uh, let's keep being awesome together. Please make sure that you listen in for the next episode and make sure you download the Superdad app at the superdadapp.com.